Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific, coming to you today from the Grand Pacific Hotel with my wonderful, beautiful friend, Liliana. Hi, you forgot to say favourite Fijian friend. I know, I I have many favourite Fijian friends who are listening, (laughs) and I love you all, but uh, you are a special one. Um, and it's been great to have that friendship and we've been doing a lot of work together on this current trip that I'm in Fiji for six weeks. We're just taking some time out. You're having some tea and scones and we thought we'd have a bit of a discussion about sex because um, Fijians don't talk about it but a lot of people do it actually. (laughs) Yes, Uh, and it's not really, um, there's not a lot of healthy sex happening necessarily either but I recently I did a survey actually because I wanted to understand a bit more of what Fijian young women have been taught growing up in their families so I sent out a survey to about 20 women in their 20s and 30s and um, just asked them what what they'd learnt was it helpful how has it prepared them for marriage so I just want to read out just a quick overview of what um, I got back from this survey surveyed 22 women 18 of the participants are under the age of 40, so all a bit younger. Uh, Only seven of those surveyed said their parents talked to them about dating, so that's one third, uh, talked to them about dating, sex or relationships. And of those seven, only three said that what their parents told them was actually helpful. (laughs) So um, that's a bit of a problem there. Only one participant said that she felt like she went into her adult life feeling equipped in this area of life. So one out of 22. 12 of these participants said they felt like they had failed in their marriage and in their sex life. So even by the age of 40, a number of them have been through uh, one or two relationships feeling like uh, an incredible failure. So we're not really setting up our children or the next generation to um, have healthy relationships. And again, I think this is another issue that adds to the problem of abuse in the nation and, and why I've been looking into it. But you were once a teenage Fijian girl. What did you get from your parents around this topic growing up? Um, don't have sex because God said that sex is only for married couples. That's it. So that was a two-second talk. <laughs> um, did they say why? Yeah, because God said so. That was it. That, that was really why. Yeah. And did that, was that sufficient for you? Did that set you up to win in life? No, I actually thought it would. Um, but that was when I was in school. And as you know, I was in a boarding school, so very protected from everything else. And we, you know, memorize scripture, recite scripture. We're all supporting each other in that way. But when I came out, I wasn't prepared for the world. And so in those moments with the opposite sex, that fact that God said not to just really did not carry weight for me at the time yeah so what ended because you were at ACS or girls school and then suddenly you find yourself at USP and there's boys so um, what did you do with them what didn't I do with them Tish <laughs> so I think that not only your boys there but I they gave me so much attention and because in obviously we don't we're not used to that interaction because I went to an all-girls school. And not only that, but we were boarding. So it's not like, okay, we come out of school, then in the weekends or after school, we see them in the bus stand. There was none of that. So we did have socials with the boys' schools. That was 
once a year, I think. And so that was the only interaction I really had. So when I came out and there was all this attention, I didn't, first of all, I, because I, was, I would consider, have considered myself innocent in the things of the world, so while their intentions may have always been to have sex with me, I never thought about that at all, and I ended up having, you know, being quite, like having sex before marriage, yes, but not because I wanted to or I thought about it, just because I found myself in situations where it just happened. And of course with the hormones and, you know, there's chemistry sometimes, and I just thought, oh, might as well, yeah. What do you wish your parents would have told you? I wish that they would have helped me understand, like, like God says, don't do it, but why? Because this is his plan. And this is, sex is not just a physical thing. It's, it's part of the whole intimacy relationship. Because I would have, I believe I would have been able to understand that. Because, you know, I was very much a feeler, you know, I like the idea of, you know, like having that kind of close, well, I suppose all teenage girls do, um, that, but also value. Like, God has created it this way, and he, you are so valued that you can't, you know, just some talk around that. That would have really helped me. Then I would have had something, I feel I would have had a stronger foundation to say no. But at that point, it's like, oh, there's no reason not to do it. Yeah. Now, we've spent our last two weekends uh, at girls' schools. The first weekend was at BMS for a day with some of their boarders, and last weekend was with um, Form 7 boarders at ACS, and part of the program that we've been running them is teaching them um, about their value, but I think what's really important is for them to understand what guys are thinking <laughs> or, or not thinking um, in the teen years. And so what were some of the things that we've been able to help girls with during those two weekends, do you think? Yeah. I think I think two of the key things, yeah, and it is around the thinking. So one, what does he expect when he's dating me? And I know we can't say what is in every boy's mind, but the fact that we had two you know, men there, young men there, to give some insight, because they were quite different, Generally, we, can, we know that the boys that age do not have the maturity to think about things like intimacy. It's very much driven by one like their peers and you just got to keep up and, you know, because they want to fit into that group and be the alpha male kind of, you know, all of the boys want that and that recognition and that acceptance. Um, but the other thing too was, okay, so the girls understood that, um, but related to what they think of I think what really struck me was how many questions they had about you know what what um, what do why are they protective why are they overprotective and why what why do they say you know things that are not nice and so that's interesting because it just again like it made me think about how we girls go into these things like really just giving our hearts and we don't realize that these boys come with their own experiences, with the way they've been treated at home. And so the girls had been taken, taking on a lot of this, thinking it was their fault and something's wrong with them. So I think that was also quite releasing for a lot of girls, understanding, okay, this is where they think. Because we are women, we don't, can't comprehend. And they're not just women, they're young women who have barely had any life experience. So I think that was really key for me, like you said, what is going on here but also touching on the abuse because that's where it starts right the 
words that they're saying and it goes on to just escalate when they get married and physical abuse and all of that. Yeah, it's so important that um, whether it's dads or church leaders that the men who have girls in their lives can help the girls understand how men have been wired. And I'm thankful for this in my own life that um, I've grown up in a church where we've learnt that men are a bit more visually stimulated, that if they're watching pornography, um, this is how they're going to act. But I think the girls were shocked last week in ACS because the two guys you brought in for the panel, they were brilliant and they were telling the girls how they have competitions about around dating the girls trying to beat each other so um and us as you said us girls think oh he loves me but so far away from the truth um now the good news is with these women that i did the survey on um they're all seeking to bring up their children in a different way which you are as well um you are constantly talking you've got a daughter who's in her 20s and a young son who's 13 so how about how have you gone about this in a different way and how can you we encourage parents to speak to their kids yeah yeah that's a great question because I (laughs) I I realize too that some parents I've spoken to really feel like they've missed the boat you know their kids are adults like Melania my daughter and they just feel like I didn't do the right thing when they were young and, you know, maybe they are even now already had sex and you feel like, you know, they failed. But but that's, I want to say today that that's not right. Like there is still room for there to be an improvement, even if they have already lost their virginity. So I just want to say that up front. So with Melania, I actually did not have the conversation when she was younger. And I think I was a young mom. I only had her when I was 21. I was like, I I thought about it. I knew it had to be done one day, but I've always thought it's going to be awkward. And and what age do you do it? So she actually heard from a friend when she was 13 or 14. um, And I didn't know this until just recently. Um, I just assumed by now she would know. I never asked the question, but it came up in a different conversation. And she said, yeah, mom, you never told me. I felt terrible and I, I did apologize and she said she accepted it but she's and I said so how did you know and she just said there were a group of friends talking and they were talking about it and and she was asking some questions and then one of her said do you actually know like how this happens and she said no and so they told her and so she just kept it to herself and I think when I think back to that time our relationship was I don't think I cre- I was very busy at work. I was a senior manager and I don't recall ever intentionally creating spaces where we could have this conversation. So I think it's it's bigger than just having a conversation about sex. It's about creating the space and and nurturing a re- our relationships with our children in a way that they'll be comfortable to talk about anything including sex. And so with Gideon now thankfully like he's 10 years younger than Melania and so I was like okay we have a opportunity here Um, but it's come up with him but interestingly it wasn't an intentional conversation about sex it was just he's heard things and I think this is important because as parents I think we always keep it too late because we don't cannot imagine I mean my son is 13 there's no way I would have thought this is the right time to talk about the birds and the bees no way I would have waited until 16 or 17 which is way too late but we're always thinking like this is my, you know, this is my baby, this is my child. They don't, they're not thinking about that. They're not watching pornography. But because we have 
a type of relationship where I've always encouraged him to talk about his feelings. And I think even more importantly, in recent years, say the past three, four years, I've tried my best to be present. And what that means is not just being there and always forcing them to talk, but wherever they are, I'm there and I'm just, I'm just around. And sometimes they will feel like talking. And so that's how it started. And I didn't force him to talk. But now we are in a place where he's asked me everything from sex and to the size of his private parts to masturbation. And in a very, and I'm surprised actually at how easy the conversation is. But I have also had to journey through that myself and understand what God thinks of it. Thanks to a lot of questions you've asked me actually um I said what does what is God's plan for it and so by the time he's asked me I know what to say instead of well the Bible says this 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 but you know bringing it into a way that he can understand so that's how I'm kind of navigating it yeah it's not over yet but um the key is is as you've said creating that relationship where they can ask you because I would say Probably 90% of Fijian young people don't feel free to ask their parents. And this was evident last week at ACS because um, we broke up into small groups. And y again, you provided a great space for your girls to ask you some questions. Yeah. And they probably had, and you've already talked about this on your own social um, media page. But um, what were some of the questions coming from the girls in your group? Um. So across BMS and ACS, so the ones that, the, right off the bat, the first question was, what is masturbation? Because one of the leaders talked about, you know, we shared some of the things we struggled with, and one of them mentioned it, Madam, what is masturbation? I actually opened the floor and said, this is your opportunity to ask me anything. And when they asked that question, I was thinking, oh God, I didn't expect that, but I'm glad they did. They asked me, what is a blowjob? And so we talked about oral sex, and they were... Of course, they giggled a bit, but I'm so thankful I had the opportunity to explain to them because I felt like this is how we get into trouble, girls. You know, boys know all of these things. And you come out of a girls' school and you get stuck in that. Interestingly, another girl also asked me, if, if, my, if I go up and get married and my husband's watching pornography, shall I divorce him? And that was an interesting question to me because it wasn't, I mean, that's a, that's a specific problem to ask when you're only 17. So it made me think that there are stuff going around in their spaces, in their families, in their homes maybe, um, that they wanted to ask. Um, they also, and they also in my small group asked, so what, you know, why, why like would this boy get angry on me all the time? And I, I, I couldn't answer those questions, but I could offer what I thought. And if my schoolwork is suffering, should I break up with my boyfriend? And it's, I just thought to myself, which I didn't say out loud, duh, like, of course. But then again, I thought maybe when I was that age, I would question and she just needed someone to, because I think others around them might be going through the same thing, but continuing to see the guy. So they're not, there's some really, some more difficult, but also simple. And I thought this is... Really, a parent can do this stuff, right? To answer those questions. We should have the space for our kids to ask us those simple things. Uh, definitely. Um, I think 
research shows that who kids hear from the first on these issues is who they believe. Um, and so generally it's the porn industry that they're hearing or seeing things or Google or movies. They all think that um, sex is like it is in the movies. I heard a few girls say that on the weekend. Um, but um, so we're being sold a lie. And, you know, questions like what is oral sex is... Or, you know, the street language would be a blowjob, a BJ. That's really important because sometimes guys will say, well, we're not really having sex, we're just doing this. But um, understanding again from all my research with girls that that actually causes throat cancer. Um, and so f just helping girls understand. Um, maybe you can't get pregnant, but you could get... Um, it's going to damage you in other ways. And also, I think so much emphasis has been put on being a virgin and not having sex. But meanwhile, our girls and our boys, yep, they're doing blowjobs, they're doing everything else, porn. Um, and that's not purity either. We, we want to encourage a purity of heart, mind, soul, strength, everything. Um, and so it's working on the whole person as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about some of those specifics um, and with oral sex, I think, I don't know whether you remember, but you had the card which says, um, and they had to say, is that a red flag or a green flag? And your card said, is oral sex, oh no, oral sex is real sex. What if a boy, is not real sex, sorry. Oral sex is not real sex. Is for boy says that to you, is that a red flag or green flag? And they said, red flag, red flag, yes, excellent, so why? And then they were all quiet and they said, well, it's not good to talk dirty. And I said, okay, hang on, what is your understanding of oral sex? And so then there was another opportunity, again, so, so far off, right? But what you mentioned there I think is really important about practicing, you know, oral sex, um, even just using fingers or touching, because I heard a podcast and they talked, there's a lady from America talking, but talking about how a lot of Christian, Christian young people do it and they've somehow they've justified that it's okay and so I can when you don't understand God's intention for sex it's easy to justify that so I think well, my first my first piece of advice not that anyone's asking for advice here but is for parents and if there's any young people here listening is seek what God's um plan is for sex like and it's not just for marriage but there's a whole lot of stuff tied up into that it's about intimacy it's it's holy you know there's so many parts to it and so you can find so much material on that so in if there's anyone listening that is doing that it is not right and a simple way that I had explained to my group is what I've learned is one of the big things is when you're doing all of this oral sex the whole idea is that you're going to come get an orgasm right that's the whole thing I mean don't just fiddle around and then stop after a minute but orgasm is part of sex it's not created to be enjoyed in isolation so if you are taking part of use i mean enjoying part of that you are in actual fact taking of you know sex which was created for male i mean for husband and wife within the covenant of marriage and so if you are you need to get help we need to work through that but if i'm assuming like we're talking to christian um young people and adults i think the f i believe the first step will be to find out what God thinks of it because he will also reveal it to you in a way that you would understand and based on your experiences and your worldview. And that will be something that will, I believe, will be able to hold you for your single years, whether it's 
single before marriage or you're divorced or you're separated or widowed. You know, it's the same thing. We all have a sex drive. The sex drive doesn't go away when your husband leaves. Um, but that is going to be a great foundation. And also to educate your kids. Yeah. Yeah, and there are great resources out there. And I want to point parents to Moral Revolution. Moral Revolution. They do a podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure they have a website as well. They come out of America. But just a whole lot of good resources because they want to see a moral revolution in the midst of a generation that, um, unfortunately, there is a lot of immorality. Um, They're wanting to see a moral revolution. And they're great. A lot of science-based stuff as well. Um, So I would highly recommend parents. We cannot be lazy. Um, it's destroying our lack of knowledge destroys doesn't it and we're not equipping our parents to I mean our parents we're not equipping our children to be healthy adults at all Um, and I think another thing that we did on camp with the girls which is really important because at the moment we have more or less a generation of girls who are just so desperate for love and if they haven't had a good male figure a good father good good men they're, uh, they're seeking love from the boys and then we have a whole generation of boys who are probably, you know, addicted to porn and they just are lustful. Um, so they, and the boys know how to sweet talk the girls. <laughs> so part of what we've been equipping them in the last weekend is just how to be smart. Like if a guy is touching your body without permission, you can say no and that's a red flag. Uh, if a guy is watching pornography, that's a red flag. He's not going to be committed. Um... If a guy asks you out a messenger, I mean, these are just all little things, but it shows you a lot about the character of the boys. And I know you are really passionate about young men going to the father or some male figure. Why are you so passionate about that? Well, first of all, I think, I think, not I think, partly because from a traditional side, like for us, for Itoke's, um, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's not expected, but back in the day, that's how it used to happen. And I've been, I mean, that never happened to me. I never expected it. But I, now when I look at it, it's just a way, I believe, such a beautiful way to show a girl how much you value her. And I also feel like when a boy does that, you will know he's serious. And boys, excuse me, to have the courage to do that is is huge. It's a big thing. But then what that tells the parents is that you are going to take responsibility for her. You're going to make sure nothing happens. You're going to protect her when she's out. And sadly, like even if young boys are listening to this, I bet you 90% of them will be like, no way. And, you know, I, I understand that now because of what's in the world and what's been told to you. But as a parent, and like this is, it, uh, Gideon and I have spoken about this at length because he's, he's 13 and he's, people in his class have, have uh, girlfriends. And so I have said to him, if you are able to go and let the, boy, the girl's father or parents know that you are going to take her out and take care of her, then please, by all means, go ahead. But if you, if you feel like you're not, that's a good way to tell whether you're ready. Because he's like, he's at the stage where maybe I should get a girlfriend or shouldn't I? Like, so he's on the verge of pro- probably doing it just like the boy shared because everyone else is doing it. And like, oh, so-and-so's already had two girlfriends and you know what, like, I don't want to feel left out. So there's no value. And again, these poor little girls are like giving their all and probably writing letters and whatnot. So 
for my son, definitely it's something that I am going to instill in him. But furthermore, like, and this shouldn't be, because I know you put up a question and I read through some of the comments. Some of them saying, oh, well, I was living on my own. I was 30. Yeah, okay. If you're 20, like if you're that age, then like I can, like some are saying, or oh, they were in relationships before, like it might be a little bit different. Um, but generally, this I believe is the right way. And for Melania, because we talk about dating to marry, which is again probably a laughable concept in this day and age. But when I think about how many people I've dated and how much trauma I've picked up from those, what a waste of time. And so dating is serious. So while you're single, you know, go and have coffee, enjoy people's company, get to know, like figure out what do you like, what do you don't like. It doesn't mean you're going to have coffee with a guy two or three times that you're dating and you're in a serious relationship. But when you're ready, you know, and you shouldn't even have to tell him. But I, I still think if you have to tell him, then tell him because some boys grow up in homes that are, you know, my, I remember my cousins, um, their dad, my uncle said, if you want to go out with a boy, he needs to come and ask me. And they did. And the rest of them that didn't, just, they didn't go out with them. And I just thought, you know, while at that time you say, oh my God, like, why does my dad do this and this and this? Now I realize that just cut away a whole lot of rubbish. I mean, they're not rubbish boys, no, but those that did not have the right intentions. So I'm a believer, I'm an advocate. I think I should start a movement, actually. <laughs> Ask the dad. Yep, you're very passionate about it. Um, so, look, I think we'd better finish there. We could talk all day, but um, there's so much to talk around this issue. But just really, really want to encourage parents out there because the old-fashioned way of just saying don't do it, um, don't even think about dating, just finish school, get a job. Uh, it's not working anyway because they're all sleeping around and we've got pregnancies and um, issues coming out every area. Um, so that's not working. So maybe a, a more balanced approach. Um, and actually sitting down and talking through some of these issues with your daughter. So if he's doing this, should you be dating him? If, if you see these signs and having conversations and helping them become smart uh, as well. So anyway, so much more we could say, but we'll leave it there today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Liliana. She's gotten into her scone and her tea's getting cold, so she's already switched off. But final no okay yes okay what is your final words final words two things i want to say to parents first of all i would encourage every single parent to find out themselves and make sure they are confident themselves in what understanding what god's plan is for sex and marriage and all of that because we'll find once we start digging that we don't actually know so we can't be teaching the kids really at the same time if it's you know awkward or I don't know what the situation is in your homes, I would encourage you to just say to the children, you know, you don't have to go in and start talking about it straight away, but just say, I understand and I'm learning that there are a lot of things out there that I don't necessarily know enough about, but I've read because you've watched Letitia's thing about abuse, about pornography, about sex before marriage. Put it out there and just say, if you need... Just know that I will make time for you. That's, I think that's a huge first step. Rather than tiptoeing, saying, when shall I do it? When shall I do it? Do that. At the same time, find out yourself what God intends. The end. Brilliant. Well, enjoy your scone. Easily, I see your suffering.
Let the islands hear reason. Let 